ladies and gentlemen, goobers and ghouls, dear listeners, welcome back to Fear Boners. Fear Boners, presented by the Down in Front Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, and I am really excited at this time because we are about to roll into October. It's midway to the end of September, currently as I'm speaking to you on a Sunday, super chill Sunday. The temperatures are starting to slowly drop and, you know, those ladies are walking around drinking their pumpkin spice lattes. We actually saw someone sitting in a driveway the other day carving a pumpkin. So the time is nigh, dear listeners. It is almost legitimate spooky season and while uh it's been a little while since we've had a chance to check in with y'all and drop a new episode i just want to let you all know we do have some fun content planned for the month of october it will be a little tight because we are going to be traveling quite a bit during that month we're actually going to be down in hunt valley for monster mania convention um, in october as well as checking out evil dead the musical which will be touring through baltimore at that point while we're down in maryland so with that and a couple other trips planned. We're going to try to squeeze out a few fun-themed Halloween episodes during the month of October. And as for what we're here for today, uh, we're actually going to be delving into a bit of Shutter content. I know I've said it before that I really advocate for this app, and I think it's great. I think it's a great deal, and I think... If you're listening to this podcast, you should probably have Shutter at this point because I've praised it several times. It's not a huge commitment. Uh, you can go month by month or you can get in on a, a whole year-long deal. They were giving away a really cool t-shirt for a while if you were signing up for a year-long membership, so that was a nice bonus. They have a lot of cool, great content coming down the line. And one of the things that they've been doing recently is having limited run release of big horror movies coming out in theaters And then once it's had its limited run of like a week, maybe two weeks, or maybe even just a couple days, they will drop it on the app. And uh, most recently of which was a film that I've been following around the festival scene and just reading all the feedback. Not any spoilery reviews, but just people saying how much they loved this film. And I was really excited to see Tigers Are Not Afraid. Now, this movie was available in limited release in theaters in the area, uh, I believe, at the beginning of the month. And then a couple weeks ago, they finally did drop it on Shutter, where I finally got to watch it. I was trying to watch it with friends, but unfortunately schedules didn't match up and we were trying to make this a group episode. Um, but I wound up just kind of rushing in and watching it, loving it, and just wanted to kind of give a little breakdown of the movie and making sure that everybody actually had a chance to listen to the review, watch the movie, because I really hope that more and more people watch this movie. It is really good. 
But as always, before I get heavy into the review and spoilery talk of this Fear Boners episode, I would like to double back and discuss what I'm drinking or what I'm watching. Uh, like we normally do on one of these episodes. Like I said, it's early on a Sunday, and I'm just drinking on some uh, some orange juice right now. And uh, as you can hear, I think there's actually a parade going on outside. Uh, hopefully that's not picking up on the recording. But uh, yeah, I think there's a marching band outside. Anyway, uh, drinking some orange juice, listen to the marching band. Um, and as for what I'm watching, I'm kind of trying to uh, hype myself up for the spooky season leading into October, and there's so much good stuff being put out there. I'm finally catching up on NOS 4A2, or Nosferatu, the Joe Hill series based on the book, and it's so good. Um, Being that we live up here in New England, and a lot of the characters are very hard New England, the accents that you hear and the characterizations are really fun to see on the screen, as well as just the villainous Charlie Manx is very spooky and just portrayed to a T, and I really enjoy kind of the different character interactions, the the way that they sort of um, portray the abilities of strong creatives in the show as well. Um, some of this might not make sense to you if you haven't seen it, but I would urge you to check it out. It was um, fully released on AMC a while back, but Shudder has been releasing it in weekly dosage for uh, the last few months now, and I believe they're about to drop the last or second to last episode soon. So I've just been slowly making my way through that, really enjoying it. And also... Uh, on Netflix, I just peeped the first episode of Marianne, Marianne, Mar- Mar- something. It's a French horror show that's actually quite entertaining. It's, again, in French with subtitles, um, which might scare some people away, but it shouldn't because it's great. And it's about a, a young woman author who is very successful in the horror genre. She has a huge following, and she's basically decided that she's done with the series that she's known for and is stopping doing it after years and years of writing this storied franchise of a girl and her arch nemesis, this evil witch named Marianne. And basically what happens is uh, through the introduction in the first episode, we find out that Marianne the Witch might actually be based on maybe repressed memories or things that happened to uh, the main character growing up. But it's just very creepy and weird and atmospheric and I already love a few of the characters but like there's a ton of weird hereditary vibes in the first episode like weird family tensions and awkward forced nudity that makes you super uncomfortable and weird sleep paralysis stuff and nightmares and nightmares and it looks like it's going to be a hell of a ride once I get deeper into that series but if you haven't already started it definitely check that out on Netflix Marion and you can also practice your French All right, so we took a little break. It seems like the parade has finally wrapped up, or it has at least gone down another few blocks, and now we can't hear it. So we're going to continue with the episode. And transitioning into what we're here to talk about today, we are going to discuss the film Tigers Are Not Afraid. This movie is very reminiscent of early Guillermo del Toro films, very much channels his sensibilities and his aesthetic. It basically deals with children living down in Mexico, and they all are unfortunately orphaned because of the cartels and gangs in the area basically 
make people disappear, including their family members. And there's a little blurb at the beginning of the movie that discusses some of the statistics of how many people are kidnapped and just considered missing due to this, I'm not going to say phenomenon, but unfortunate reality down there. And essentially we are introduced to this one little girl who is living life and in a classroom when all of a sudden there is a shooting, a gang-related shooting, that sort of triggers a triggers the rest of the movie. Um, basically, there's a really intense scene where all the kids are hiding under desks and there's gunfire going on, and you don't know if it's specifically like a school shooting, but no, then you realize it's a gang-related shooting that's occurring outside of the school, and from there while they're hiding they're discussing before the before the shooting takes place they're discussing uh, fairy tales and myths and legends and stuff like that and the kids are encouraged to to yell out or participate like what they remember from the stories they've read or what are elements of a fairy tale and most of the descriptions i've read of this movie describe it as a fairy tale and in a way it is it's just very dark and essentially uh, while they're hiding under the desks, while the shooting is still happening, the teacher crawls over to this little girl and gives her a broken piece of chalk, piece of chalk that's been broken in three pieces, and tells her that she has three wishes, like she would in the fairy tale. And of course, um, this little girl believes that. So, going from here, she leaves and goes home to find that her parents are in fact missing and presumed dead. But... Before that happens, we're sort of introduced to the idea of the supernatural or the paranormal kind of taking part in this film, wherein uh, as the girl is walking home from school after they're dismissed early due to the shooting, there's a part where she sees kids playing and she sort of turns a corner and there's police tape and then we see, yes, in fact, there was a shooting and someone's just lying dead on the street covered in a tarp, but there's kind of like blood pooling and the girl is sort of shocked, but not in a way. Her reaction is still sort of dismissive in that she just turns and walks the other way, but as she walks away, the pool of blood comes to life in a way, and it just starts beelining, following behind the little girl. And so it's sort of the introduction of the movie where the, the blood line is following the little girl as she walks home, and as she walks home, this is where we see that the blood is sort of come into her apartment and is following her around as she discovers that she's now kind of alone. And it just sort of sets the tone for the entire movie, kind of being like a really rough film. Beautifully shot, wonderfully acted, considering the fact you guys know that I hate child actors. There's been a few movies recently where I've been okay with child actors. Maybe I'm turning a new leaf. But this movie in particular, majority of the cast is children. We're basically put into a similar situation similar but different for me it very much harkens back to the devil's backbone another guillermo del toro movie which i love it's one of my my top five favorite movies and you're basically just uh thrust into this world where the kids are just trying to survive because yes they've all been affected by uh this cartel and gang violence wherein they've all lost someone um, or they're just fully alone by themselves living this life on the streets. And it sort of has this fairy tale mentality or the story where 
like Roald Dahl, for example, whenever he told stories, one of the first things he always did was eliminate the parents because once the parents are gone, the kids can have fun. And it was always in a weirdly morbid way where the parents just left their kids or they died or they disappeared somehow. And that's sort of the first thing right off the bat that happens in this movie. And then from there, we're introduced to this ragtag group of kids outside of the little girl who's the main character these these boys this group of boys is basically scrounging and stealing and trying to find a way to live on the streets and backing up a little bit it starts with the little girl sort of telling a story about a prince and a tiger and how they sort of become one or the tiger was only a tiger because he forgot how to be a prince and the prince was a prince because he forgot how to be a tiger and we're introduced to the head boy as it were basically trying to uh, kill a gang member who he believes had killed his family and he's following drunk gang members stumbling out of bars and he winds up stealing his wallet and his or his phone and his gun I think I believe and that's sort of the the triggering of what causes the chaos throughout the rest of the film so there's these I believe five six including the girl after they're all sort of tagged up together. I honestly don't want to go into a huge, huge deep dive of this movie because I don't want to spoil too much of it because it is such a such a enjoyable film for as, as dark and as unsettling as it can be. There's just some great, weird imagery throughout the film. For example, one of the things we realize is when the girl does figure she's alone and decides to make a wish her first wish is that she wishes her mom was back or her mom would come back because she's very sad and alone and she's leaving voicemails for her mom and she's writing notes for her mom trying to get her to come back or if she does come back know that she's there and of course once she wishes her mom back ghost of her mom essentially manifests not right in front of the girl but she hears hushed whispers saying her name and like telling her to go and look out and all these things and in the background of scenes we see this woman's shadow kind of wandering around and throughout the film it is sort of revealed to be this this terrifying the girl was always kind of in denial that her mom's not dead but right off the bat we kind of figured that she was killed but when we see her we find that not only was she killed but she was basically like wrapped in a in a plastic probably just like a shower curtain and so that's the manifestation of the mother that we see throughout the film that's sort of guiding them but also kind of trying to protect the kids like warning them but also like trying to get she's like a vengeful ghost she basically ultimately wants the kids to bring the the gang members to her so she can exact her and other ghosts of people they've killed because basically over the course of the entire film we find out that this one family of i think it's three or four brothers in a gang have specifically killed like hundreds of people and made them all disappear. And every time we see a new ghost manifest or a different one, it's always just like shot in the head wrapped in like a shower curtain. And it's a really kind of creepy imagery of those ghostly figures interacting with the kids or kind of being there when the kids don't necessarily know they're there. And so the, the girl kind of recognizes that Although she has these wishes and they can kind of make things come true, it's sort of like the like a genie kind of granting your wish, like an evil genie, but then when you make the wish it comes true, but it's all twisted and messed up and doesn't help at all. And so throughout the film we do get the three wishes and they do kind of go from, from bad to worse, but it very much kind of hits on all cylinders because it does just let you know right off the bat, like, 
you know, we're talking about fairy tales, but it is sort of the real world and the stakes are high, but we're dealing with kids who basically are forced to grow up way too early. And all these, all these themes are there and it's really touching and sort of heartfelt at certain points in the film while also at the same time, like they're kids. So they want to have fun. And like some of the, some of the, the dialogue back and forth between the kids is, is kind of funny, even when it's probably not supposed to be, but really like bravo to all those kids for holding it down. Cause there's definitely some parts in the movie that are very heavy, uh, they don't really sugarcoat it. Not all of these kids make it through the movie, and that's just how it is. Like, it's very much like I said. It's, I wouldn't say it's derivative. I could say that, but it, that would almost not give it enough credit. This movie on its own is very much its own thing, and I think it's great. And I really want more people to see it, more people to go out of their way to find it and watch it. And I think the reason I love it so much is because it's like old school Guillermo del Toro. And I don't want to keep saying his name too much um, because I do want to give uh, Isel Lopez uh, credit for making an incredible film. And if you have access to Shutter or have the ability to find this movie, purchase it on digital, what have you, uh, definitely go out of your way to see Tigers Are Not Afraid. There's a lot of... There's a lot of fun in it. There's a lot of... Uh, emotion. There's a lot of violence. I feel like it have some very creepy horror-esque moments. It did also remind me a lot of the film Terrified, which we also reviewed a little while back, just because it has some of those very creepy ghost moments, and it's very dark at times, and it deals with some similar themes to a degree. But yeah, if you saw that one and liked it, you'll definitely get a kick out of this movie. I think it really sort of... It's been a while since I've seen, like, a really good Spanish horror film, besides, like, Terrified, probably. And this one just brought me right back there. Like, I've seen a lot of uh, foreign language horror films, and I love them to death. But I've seen... I feel like recently we've been getting a lot more of that brought over or like presented through like streaming services for example and now it's getting just as hard to find good ones as it is like English language movies or you know Canadian movies like I'm seeing a lot of really great Canadian horror but now even that's like there's more and more coming through that's like not good so just in general it's really exciting to find a movie like this that is so good that kind of checks off all the things that I'm looking for in a movie. And more recently, there have been films that I was really genuinely excited for that have been sort of disappointing. I know I talked previously about the Banana Splits movie. That's probably a terrible example to give, but I was really hoping for more from that film, as silly as that might be to list as an expectation. But this movie, I would have been very disappointed if it wound up not being very good, but I think it was better than I was expecting or hoping for it to be. And I can say that with confidence that uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid definitely deserves the hype. If you've already heard things or read reviews, definitely check it out. It did it did well at multiple festivals for a reason. It is a solid flick. Might be a good one to save for Halloween, but... You know, we've also got One Shot of the Dead coming out soon, which is another Shudder-sponsored movie that they basically kind of just had a limited run in the theater. I was really disappointed I wasn't able to see it while I was up here in Boston, but that's actually being released, I think, next week or in the next couple weeks. They also have the new Creep Show coming out in the next couple weeks. That's super exciting. Just, it's going to be a really great October, you guys, and I think you'd be missing out if you didn't go out of your way to try and watch uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid. So like I said, this was going to be kind of a quick one. 
I know that I usually deep, deep dive into the the ins and outs and the description of the plot of the movie, but I really don't want to give too much of this away because I want you guys to experience that. And honestly, I'm a little bit afraid this parade is going to turn around and come back any minute now. So yeah, that is uh, my sort of short, sweet review and plug for Tigers Are Not Afraid. Please, please watch this movie. And yeah, so this has been Fear Boners presented by the Down and Front Podcast. I've been your host, Andrew. Uh, We have a big, busy, crazy, hectic, fun October coming up. We're hoping to get a bunch of fun, different episodes out to you guys. Different in the fact that we have a few ideas brewing that might not be straight-up reviews, but just horror-themed conversations in general, highlighting certain films, some classics, some yet-to-be-released films, uh, what we're looking forward to. We've done this sort of mix-up in the past, so if you're familiar with the, the, the episodes that we've released in previous years, you kind of have an idea of what to expect, but I'm really excited to see what we, we get out there for you guys. So, also, as always, feel free to reach out at fearbonersdifp at gmail.com or directly on Twitter at fearbonersdifp to let us know like what you'd like to hear, what you're excited for coming up, what your Halloween plans are, anything at all, shoot those over to us. Um, We'd love to hear from you guys. And again, as always, thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you've heard, you can find more over on downinfrontpodcast.com. We also have a Facebook page over on facebook.com backslash downinfrontpodcast. You can also email the Down In Front guys directly at thecrew at downinfrontpodcast.com. We also have a YouTube channel where we post some of our video teasers as well as full episodes. You can look for us on there. We also have the Gamescast over on Twitch where sometimes you'll see Bryland or maybe Warren and myself playing some Monster Hunter or Spider-Man or what have you, just shooting the shit. You can find that over at twitch.tv backslash downinfrontpodcast. We also have an Instagram where we post a lot of the art from our episodes, the title pages, as well as links directly to the episodes. You can follow us there to keep you up to date. All of these places, as well as Twitter at underscore DIFP or at FearBonersDIFP, we will constantly keep you updated with new content when we release new things. Or you can also go back and look at our back catalog. We're well over 100 episodes at this point, so there's so much listening for you. If it's a new movie, if it's an old movie, classic movie, we have an episode for you at this point that you're probably going to want to listen to if you haven't already heard it. And also, also, also... You guys have heard me say this a few times already, but it goes without saying. We love you. We love having this ongoing conversation, and we do it absolutely for free. But if for any reason you feel like you'd love to contribute and help us make sure that we get this content out to you on time, then take a look over at Patreon at patreon.com backslash down in front podcast you can potentially sign up to uh, dedicate a dollar, five dollars a month, what have you. Even a dollar helps. Like an Arizona iced tea, the price is on the can. Every little bit helps us to get this content out to you on time, fresh, and delivered to your ears, whether it be on your lunch break, on your commute to work, from work, what have you. We'd love to have you listen to us wherever you are, even if it's on the toilet. That doesn't bother us. Just don't tell us about it. So anyway, thanks again for listening. We'll be back sooner rather than later. And as always, keep it creepy and stay spooky, dear listeners. 